0: Howdy partners, welcome back to this week's dose of Venture Pill. Let's get right
1: into it. First, we'll cover Upkid, which just announced a $1.7 million seed round. The startup created the first app that matches up daycares and preschools with amazing childcare professionals who need a more flexible job.
0: <laughs> does it does it smell like Upkid in here? What's UpKid? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um Following that, you'll hear about Pogo, fresh off its 14800000 million pre-seed plus seed rounds. The platform empowers people to earn and save by tapping into the power and value of their data.
1: Next, we'll discuss Clarity's $9.6 million Series A plus round. The company hopes to combat air pollution and climate change with their innovative environmental sensing and data platform.
0: Yes, excited to clarify on that one. And lastly, stick with us for a breakdown on Happy Health, which just announced a massive $60 million Series A. The health tech startup is committed to transforming mental health awareness through its Happy Ring wearable.
1: Yeah, I love to see that one. Austin-based and uh, Stack Dose today rounded out. Lucky to be back in person with you, my friend. Let's dive right on in. Is he here, kid? You gotta just go for it. Don't think about what comes after or what came before. You just gotta bend your knees, take a deep breath, and jump.
0: This is Venture Bill with your hosts, Brandon and Sam. We're here to prescribe you your weekly dose of startups and venture capital to keep you informed in the evolving world of venture.
1: All right, first company of the day is UpKid, which just announced a $1.7 million pre-seed round from New Fund Capital, CoreZone Capital, and Beehive Venture Partners.
0: Sound the two-sided marketplace alarm, folks. Woo!
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, UpKid connects child care professionals with preschools and licensed facilities in their area. Or as they deem it, substitute teachers for early childhood programs.
0: Yeah, love the idea here, and here's a couple stats to help set the scene for some of the childcare problems that we're facing today. According to the Center for American Progress, childcare needs in the United States are four times that of their current capacity. Also, the US Bureau of Labor Statistics says that 1.8 million women have dropped out of the workforce during the pandemic. And lastly, Based off of a Pew Research report, 62% of parents say that they struggle to find affordable childcare.
1: Yeah, so there is clearly a problem, a big problem with the lack of supply of labor, coupled with a recent rise in pandemic-inflated demand, with you know with all the changes that we've seen in the, in the workforce uh, and childcare needs really skyrocketing. Uh, today, we're left with a massively underserved market that is estimated to be valued at around $136 billion and, you know, seemingly growing very fast. So all of this presents a big opportunity to UpKid and any other startups that are attacking the issue, although I don't, I don't know of any, and they are the first app to be doing this.
0: None other come to mind, but inevitably, as you said, a massive opportunity here for UpKid And a little bit more on the platform. The value to the worker side of the network, the care, the licensed care professionals, is similar to that of any gig economy marketplace flexibility. So you get to set your schedule, set your hours, decide when you're working and when you're off the clock. And the platform will even help you become certified.
1: Yeah. So if you're looking for something else other than Uber Eats driving or Uber driving and you want to help, you know, take care of, the nation's children. Uh, It's a big problem and a different way to make some money on the side. You can become certified through the platform. Uh, The way UpKit actually makes money is just like any traditional staffing firm, uh, based on a fee and the number of hours worked by the folks that they're placing. Uh, But it's important to note for the child care facilities, the preschools, there are no additional subscription costs to those centers. So they're really getting that labor coming in at no extra cost besides paying those workers.
0: Yeah, it really seems like everyone's happy here. As you mentioned, the child care centers are getting this labor uh, in this gig economy setting. And I like how Upkit is empowering its workers by getting certified in this space of child care.
1: Yeah, and I like the way they describe it too, like comparing it to substitute teachers, right? I know there's a big shortage there. In fact, my cousin is uh, getting his doctorate at U Chicago, and he's doing a whole research around the substitute teacher shortage. Mm. And I imagine it goes hand in hand with the early child care shortage as well. Um, you know, with that stat alone, four times the amount of demand for what the supply is. It's its a rampant issue, probably growing as we speak. And for a company to make it more accessible for people to get into that line of work, I, I, I could see a lot of like say moms that are later in their years and they want to make a little money on the side and help out the local community, they can get certified and and work on their own schedule. I mean, think about the substitute teachers you had growing up, it'd be the same thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a good point there. And it's, it's certainly not a one size fits all solution. But we've been covering a lot of labor shortages from everything from childcare, like we're talking about right now to fast food restaurants, And I really think that the gig economy is the solution to work around that. Obviously, there has to be some structure to it. You can't have every worker being totally flexible because then no one will work that double overnight, you know, that double time overnight shift. Yeah. Um, There's overnight preschools. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. No, but I, I think that taking this gig economy approach and being able to provide people like mothers in their later years, like you said, that are still trying to uh, give back to the community, as well as bolster their own income and experience. I think something like this is a great approach to take.
1: Very early on in their journey, and this funding should really propel them to become the leader in this new market.
0: Excited to see where this one goes.
1: All right. Jumping
0: into our second story of today oh. is Pogo, <laughs> which just announced that it raised $14.8 million in funding. This funding includes a $2.5 million pre-seed round, plus a $12.3 million seed round, both led by Josh Buckley, the founder of Buckley Ventures, with additional backers, including Harry Stebbings's 20VC, Village Global, Mr. Beast's Night Ventures, which I know we were both surprised yeah, to see. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Mr. Beast, for those who don't know, is the biggest YouTube creator out there right now. Um, and others, including, of course, <laughs> our favorites. Even the chain smokers got in on the action here. And so the premise here is, as data privacy becomes more of a concern, as well as data becoming increasingly more valuable for corporations, Pogo helps people like you and me earn and save by unlocking the power of their data. Pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And I think a quote from the CEO, Dom Wong, sums it up nicely. And it goes, in a world where corporations are benefiting from your data without your knowledge, we believe that you deserve the tools to put your own data to work for your own benefit. Think of Pogo as your agent in today's digital world. That's pretty cool.
0: Very cool. And I I love the idea of having an agent on your side in the ever-increasingly digital world out there. Uh, A little bit more about Pogo. In the past year, the platform launched an app that seamlessly discovers ways for consumers to save money on their everyday shopping and financial decisions. And I actually downloaded the app. It is truly seamless. And basically, the app rewards users for every purchase that they make.
1: And furthermore, based on the data users choose to link with the app, Pogo pushes simple recommendations that users can act on in just a few clicks. So users can uncover significant savings in car insurance. I know you said that was one of the biggest categories. The average user saves $650 a year on auto insurance. That's crazy. Crazy. Um, Additional categories like bank fee refunds, prescription savings, and even, like you mentioned, personalized shopping offers and much, much more.
0: Right, and it's already got some pretty early traction. So Pogo is used by hundreds of thousands of people daily and consistently generates millions in savings and earnings. And that was something, when I read that tagline, I went ahead and downloaded Pogo, yeah. Pogo immediately, if I can get even a piece of that. Um, but I kind of like to think of Pogo as Honey for the real world. And so Honey, for those who may not know, is a browser extension that automatically finds cash, coupons, and shopping deals in return for your shopping history. Um, So basically, when you're shopping on Amazon, Honey might be able to leverage some coupons that you wouldn't otherwise know exist to get you the best deal possible.
1: Yeah, so I guess Honey is a little bit similar, but where Pogo differentiates itself is there's more like localized offers Mm -hmm. and more in-person type things. And expanding beyond just online shopping deals I guess.
0: You're able to tap into savings with Pogo outside of online shopping whereas Honey is solely for online shopping.
1: Right. Yeah, and I, I think this company made us want to talk a little bit about how data these days is as as prevalent as ever and it's certainly becoming a commodity. Wanted to get your thoughts there.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it's true. Every company these days is trying to get a better feel for their consumers as well as their preferences. Being able to upsell is becoming increasingly more important for online retailers as well as still brick and mortar retailers. We've covered other companies that leverage AI technology to help with some of these upselling uh, methods. And I think this is just an extension of that same idea and strategy for, for companies to bring in more on the bottom line.
1: Yeah, I think it's two-sided, though, in that sense. Yeah, it helps the companies be smarter with the data of their consumers, but I think this is also putting the power of the data back into the user's hand to have a little bit of a chance to figure out what they want to do with it and make some money off of it and save some money off of it, as opposed to what we've gotten used to is signing up for free products like social networks and things, and all of a sudden you are the product you know, if something's free, some somebody is the product. And, and so that kind of reminds me of that as well. But I think putting more power back into consumers' hands is also a really cool mission.
0: Exactly. And we know these corporations are willing to empty their coffers <laughs> for this data. So it's nice that the consumers, people like you and me, are able to tap into some of that value that we're providing these companies. Definitely.
1: All right, our next company of the day is Clarity, which just announced a $9.6 million Series A Plus round, co led by Active Fund and Amasia. This round was also joined by Jason Calacanis' Launch Fund and the Climate Syndicate, rounding out a truly stacked cap table.
0: So, Clarity sets out to combat air pollution and climate change through their innovative environmental sensing and data platform. So, not only is air pollution one of the most significant impacts on our climate, but it's also estimated that over 7 million people die each year of causes related to air pollution.
1: That's crazy. I mean, that's up there with different types of diseases that you would, I don't know, at least for me, that was an astonishing stat. And you know, we love our good stats (laughs) on the pill. I feel feel like we say that every episode, but for the new listeners out there. (laughs) um, But yeah, the way it works is clarity sets up Small, inexpensive, what they call nodes. And these nodes sense the air in that area for the customers. And they have customers across over 60 countries at this point. Um, When I say a customer, that could range from anything from a city, municipality, a state, or even sports leagues and mining companies are some of the uh, customers that they tout.
0: Yeah, and I mean, the old adage applies here. You cannot fix what you cannot measure.
1: Truly, yeah. And so what you're trying to fix here is obviously air quality and air pollution. And Clarity is well positioned to help entities of all kinds address this problem of air quality and air pollution, as more and more governments around the world are mandating new standards and procedures related to air quality. And so a little bit more on the
0: product offering here from Clarity. So their end-to-end solution includes the hardware and the installation that comes along with that, as well as software and the accompanying expertise required to navigate that software. And the system provides real-time data, but not just data. It also gives actionable insights that the clients can leverage to actually improve their air quality.
1: Yeah, so it's truly an end-to-end solution. You know, you have the installation, you have all that taken care of, and you even have the experts to help you take action on that data. Uh, And, you know, it's one thing to measure it, and that's that's the first step as we said but it's another thing to make behavior changes in the way whether you're a city and i know they're working with the city of london the city of la so this is a legit company working with big organizations out there uh and growing fast and it reminds me a little bit of carbon credits right i think we've covered maybe one or two carbon credits related companies out there and it's very similar right it's Environmental, it's technology related, it's reducing impact from corporations, and it's being mandated by governments. But you hear about a lot of companies out there addressing carbon credits, and I, I don't think I've heard of one addressing air quality, measuring it like clarity is.
0: Yeah, I think that's well said. And it seems like they're building themselves a first mover advantage here, but curious to see how crowded the market space will be in, in due time. And for our fourth and final story of this week's Dose, we're going to cover Austin-based Happy Health, which just landed a $60 million Series A led by Arch Venture Partners. So the company was launched in 2019 and co-founded by Tinder founder Sean Rad. And Happy Health is a mission-driven tech company committed to transforming mental health awareness through its new product, The Happy Ring, which measures stress and mood 24-7.
1: Pretty cool. Uh, how it works is using electrodermal sensors, the ring measures activation of the sympathetic nervous system in real time, which basically means it reads your mood changes and stress via your sweat. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that, that
0: is truly incredible. And I know what you listeners may be thinking. Here comes another wearable. It's a dime a dozen. We've heard, we hear about a new one every day. But you should know that the Happy Ring has best-in-class accuracy, and it is the most sophisticated tracker ever. Some of the specs include four skin electrodes, four wavelengths of light, three-axis movement tracking, and two temperature sensors for constant brain and body monitoring. How the heck do they fit all that (laughs) inside a little ring? That's crazy. Uh, It beats me. But furthermore, it also has industry-leading sleep accuracy. So the Happy Ring is proven by independent sleep researchers to outperform any other tracker out there on the market.
1: Yeah, and beyond the ring, they actually match how you're feeling with content they have on the platform. So they leverage adaptive AI syncing biofeedback from your emotional state, sleep quality, temperature, and heart rate, all to give you personalized daily exercises, insights, and coaching that are all clinically proven to help you manage and recover from stress.
0: Right. And something that really caught my attention is that it also gives you access to a library of scientifically backed breathing exercises that help you achieve greater focus, greater calmness, higher energy, and also help fall asleep faster if you're doing it right before bed. And it's also got a guided journaling component as yet another way to combat some of the stresses that occur over a day.
1: Yeah. And lastly, we wanted to highlight a pretty cool feature that they're building as well. On top of all that we just covered, which is the social aspect. They're calling it the first social wearable. It's a new kind of social network not built on likes or followers, but rather empathy. And happy ring members can basically see how their friends and family are doing on a day to day based on the data from their ring.
0: Yeah, I think that's really cool to be able to check in and see how friends and family are doing and they can be, you know, across the country, across the world. Uh, maybe give them a call and see their see their uh, mood boost up on the social network. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool to see. Um, and lastly, just to break down the cost structure, so this is still there's actually still a waitlist to actually place an order for the happy ring. So there aren't too many specifics available yet, but there will be three different membership tiers, and users can join for as low as twenty dollars a month, and that of course includes the actual hardware of the ring.
1: Yeah, very cool company. Excited to see such a big Series A for an Austin-based company. $60 is no chump change at all, and that's got to be one of the bigger Series A's to come out of Austin. We'll have to look into that, but always love to root for an Austin-based startup like that, and we'll be right around the corner keeping tabs as close as we can.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know we will. And I think that that just about wraps it for this week's Dose. Uh, We actually, this was our milestone 30th episode between Sam and I. So truly an honor to be here alongside you, my old friend.
1: Indeed, indeed. And it's only just getting started, Uh, truly. You know, we've been at it for about six months and appreciate all our pilgrims out there, close friends and family, as well as the new folks we don't know. If, If we don't know you, go ahead and reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. What do you like about the show? What do you want more of? Do you like the interview style? Do you like when we cover our, uh, these four companies per week? We'd love to hear it. We want to give the listeners what they want to hear. And we truly appreciate you guys for making the pilgrimage. Exactly.
0: And as always, thank you for listening. And we will see you right back here next week.
1: Signing off. Signing off. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for your next dose of startups and venture capital on Venture Pill. She told me that she only bumps my music when she's lonely. Thinks my vibe's a little low key, okie, okie dokey. That's alright, but
0: wait, I don't know how to do it. Mm. First sneeze on the pod. <laughs> no way. <laughs> um, I can't think of any other. <laughs>